Welcome to MZN Indie Radio. This is Ravenda, your host for today on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. And I want to uh, welcome everybody for coming in for another episode of Trailblazing Women in our current series where we are celebrating women who are in the entertainment business and are really making moves and shaking the darn thing down. So today's guest is going to be Ms. Ariel Good, who is a publicist. And she has her own company, which is called Yera Public Relations. And let me give you some information on her as she is on her way into our studio. Uh, she's known for representing some of the top, uh, most controversial names like rappers Max B and Triple C. She is a go-to publicist for talent in all industries and searching for the limelight. She's young, energetic, and she is presumptuous. She represents her clients with zeal, not matched by many. Her groundbreaking style and insight has established the era public relations as a top-tier boutique firm, helping clients like Maybach Music, Def Jam Records recording artist Torch, who was our guest yesterday, television actress Chandrala Avery, who will also be getting scheduled for an interview, and celebrity makeup artist Chris Langston, who we also hope to have on our show, among many others develop a strong presence in your professional realm. Founder and publisher of Foundation Magazine, Brian Mack, succinctly encapsulated Good's work. He says she's an amazing asset, providing invaluable services. Ariel Good is a positive addition to any company she works with. Born and raised in the heart of Boston's famous Roxbury neighborhood, Good is a graduate of the University of Massachusetts. She got her start in public relations, doing freelance writing assignments, and networking with the cast of Who's Who while at University of Massachusetts. As an active member of the school's communications department, the aspiring publicist arranged exclusive high-profile interviews with local and national artists, athletes, and entertainers. The experience ultimately served as a launching pad. Currently as the Chief Executive Officer and Public Relations Director for the Aero Public Relations, Good is responsible for the creation of innovative concepts that provide her clientele with the public awareness they desire. Helping the ante, Good has stepped out of the shadows to bring her lively views to the Blog Talk radio show, The Dial House. You guys can look that up in the search engine on Blog Talk. The 20,000 plus listeners tuning into The Dial House have increased since the ultra witty publicist joined the talk show, adding another layer of sensuality to the Blog Talk radio show. She has also become a resident blogger at TheUrbanDaily.com. Read her blog, said Ari. You'll find an eclectic mix such as myself of news, advice, reviews, and event highlights from a publicist's angle. Ari loves introducing independent artists to mainstream media, selling out movie premieres, live concerts, but she's constantly giving back to others as well. Her continuous work with at High School Girls, the career roadmap for girls, one DVD for one dropout project has provided some ladies with a successful role modeling to look up to and people. Good has set her aims high and has already accomplished many of her goals at such a young age. In the words of this 25-year-old executive socialite, this ain't your daddy's boardroom. Well, that was very impressive, and I'm so happy to have her on our show today. And I'm hoping that this is Ariel on the line. Ariel, is that you on the line with us? It is. How are you? 
I'm wonderful, and I'm so happy to have you here, especially with our Trailblazing Women series on Blog Talk Radio. I'm just really impressed with your your background and on your bio that I just read out to the audience, and I'm sure that they are equally as impressed. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. It's definitely an honor to be on your show. Why, thank you. So um, for all of those women out there who do not really know, and not just women, but anybody else, especially those up-and-coming artists, what exactly is a publicist and what do they do? Um, well, public relations, you know, and just the cookie-cutter definition is um, gaining and maintaining a positive public image um, for any business, um, client, uh, talent, um, anything that really is just the public in the public eye, um, but when it comes into entertainment, that's when you know you have your different levels of publicists and you know just the different things that we specialize in. But in general, it's just you know getting great press for whatever you have. <laughs> okay, well that's that's amazing, and I know that there are a lot of people out there that need a service like that, especially a lot of the up and coming artists who have yet to make their dent into the industry. Now, what was it that? Uh, you know, brought your attention to being a publicist? I mean, was this something you had always dreamed of doing? Honestly, no. I, I When I say I literally fell into it, um, I, I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, crap, this is what I'm doing. Um, I, I, my entire life I wanted to be an FBI agent, which, you know, you know, coming from the inner city, you grow up, you know, you walk in and people are like, da-da-da, yeah, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a Fed. And they're like <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, I, at the end of the day, I just always, you know, just I'm, I'm a very, um, you know, verbal person, so I've just always kept in touch with people and, and more so people that always had things going on. And so being curious, say, oh, well, okay, you have a concert going on, even if it's like, you know, a talent show at a local um, elementary school, and I'd be like, oh, how can I help? Because I always, I'm a doer, so I always like to be very hands-on. So after a while, um, and especially throughout college, when, you know, writing for the school paper or, you know, interviewing people, it was almost just like something to do to help my time go by. Um, and then a friend of mine was like, um, why don't you just do this for a living? And I was like, no, you know, I still went to school, got my degree in women's studies and social work, and, you know, which actually they both kind of come very well in handy <laughs> in public relations. Um, but, you know, I, one day she was just like, you know, why don't you just start getting paid for what you've been doing for years and giving away for free? You know, and after, like, the little dirty joke, um, I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And all I can say is where public relations was born. <laughs> wow. That sounds so similar to what I do now. I just pretty much fell in the music industry doing this radio. All I wanted to do was put my daughter's music on there. That was it. That <laughs> 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 is. Just all these things just start coming towards you, and it's like you find what it is that you were meant to do all of a sudden when you just probably didn't even really know what it was you wanted to do exactly. But I yes. understand it completely. Now, um, going a little far back, you know, how was it um, um, you were in so many different things and you were probably Miss Popularity in school? <laughs> I, you know, my, you know, it's so funny. I was uh, in high school. My guidance counselor said, Ari, 
If there was a university of bullshit and you'd be the dean, he says, you will be an amazing. He, he says, if, if he was like, you are going, he said, I don't know what you're going to do in life. He said, but you're going to be great at it. He said, we just have to get you out of high school. I was always good for running around, doing this, doing that. And then when it came to the books, they almost had to like take me to the chair, you know, just so I could sit there and focus. And it, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I, I was always running around doing something. <laughs> Now, I do know a lot of people who are interested in doing things like what you've done. So what what type of um, skills and background should a person have to do what you do? Um, honestly, the simplest things will take you so far in this business. It's really not, um, you know, what you know. It's still true to the formula. It's who you know and what you do with the things that you know. Um, because there is no, you know, granted you could go to school and get your, your a degree in communications, which can go into public relations and everything else, but really there is no you know, right or wrong way to handle public relations. Everybody finds their own niche. So really you just, one, you have to have patience because it's very hard. Even, um, you know, some of my my more main clients, you know, I can pitch them to outlets who just aren't interested in, in them at that time, not saying, oh, you know, the, the, the star's not big enough, but that's not what they're covering at the moment. So even, you know, there have been times where Britney Spears has been rejected for interviews only because not what the outlet, you know, she's not who they want to talk about right now. So patience um, and don't take things personal. You know, we're, we're very short in this business when it comes to emails. You know, when you first start, you're very wordy and you say, yes, I'd really like to and this, that, and the other. You know, by now I'm sending an email, listen, this is my client. You want to interview? Let me know. We'll set it up. You know, and people, you know, hit you right back. Great. Or not at this moment. And so, you know, you have to realize that, you know, in an, in, a, in an age where we're not using telephones to speak and connect with people, you have to learn to have um, thick skin when it comes to reading emails, especially when you can't hear somebody's tone. So, um, you know, you have to be strong in that aspect of it. And also just, you know, connect with people. There, you meet so many people every day that you never know, you know, their purpose in life. Um, some are in your life for, uh, you know, a reason, a season, a lifetime, or a second. But value every person that enters your life because, you know, they can be of great asset to you. Um, so really just, you know, network, 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 have patience, you know, in a thick skin, and, you know, just and never, you know, never take no for an answer. Do what you do. And as long as you, you know, feel strong about what you're doing, you'll, 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 there's no way you can fail in this business because there is no cookie cutter no cookie-cut uh, format for public relations. You create what works best for you and your clients, of right. course. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what was it that made you want to just head your own organization? Um, I've been good at punching somebody's time clock, <laughs> honestly. Um, I just, I've just always, you know, even in school, when they'd be like, okay, group project time, I would go to my professor or to my teacher, and I'd say, you know, is there any way I can just do this project on my own? I swear everything will be done the way you ask, you know, what? and they'd be like, no, this is teaching you social networking skills. And I'd be like, screw, your, screw those skills. I hate, like, I was never good at doing things based upon how I was, how I was told to do them. Um, so I came to, you know, I came to the conclusion, all right, if this is something that I am going to do, I'm going to do it on my terms. You know, when you work for major labels or other public relations companies, you don't have an identity. And I've always been one that would, you know, you knew who I was. 
you may not, you know, know my face, but you know my voice and you know my name. So I said, if I'm going to do public relations, I'm not going to be, you know, publicist, you know, you know, 59 in some cubicle at some company where the company gets all the credit for my work and then I don't. And a lot of people don't understand public relations has a very high turnover rate unless you own the company or one of the more established, successful mainstream publicists. Um, you think you go to your and you don't know the tellers every week. PR is the same way because it's a lot of, gra- it's a lot of groundwork um, and it's a thankless job. So you have to love what you do. And I said, if this is something that I'm going to do, I'm doing it for me. So good, bad, or ugly, it's me, and I only have to answer to myself. That's absolutely right. Now, do you work with other companies since you're on your own? I mean, do you have other partners or associations that, you know, contribute to what you do? Um, always. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's it's a kind of a dog-eat-dog industry, but one thing um, that my mentor told me, Ron Tarosian, who's actually the CEO of 5WPR, um, another boutique but very well-known firm in New York, told me, you know, in this industry, you can only trust yourself, but when you do have friends, you never screw your friends over. Um, so, yes, you have to, you know, make alliances, and you actually develop genuine friendships with other publicists um, and other PR firms, because other than that, how are you going to know what's going on? How are you going to be able to get their clients to attend your events? Um, so it is all about networking. You never want to be arrogant and come across like, well, screw you. I represent who's hot right now because guess what? I, you know, your client who's hot right now, in six months, somebody else is going to be rising. And guess what? Again, that person may not be under your contract. So you never want to have, like, an arrogance about you where I don't need anybody and I'm just doing this. No, you definitely want to network and create as many alliances and friendships as possible because this is a networking industry. You have to know a lot of people. I mean, I have two cell phones at my hip every day, and I, I swear I'm only I'm going to have to get another one just because of the amount of numbers, not for the extra line, but because that's how many people you meet and connect with, and you, you know. So you definitely, definitely um, – you connect with other public publicists and other firms, and when you guys have events, they have events. They keep you in the loop, which, you know, is very important because if your clients aren't going to the events or, you know, your clients aren't getting in these publications and this other publicist who, you, you know, basically, you know, showed your ass to could have helped you do that, then you, you, you suffer. <laughs> that's right. And that's, you know what, that's pretty much in just about every business. Because Mm -hmm. especially now while we're in a recession, a lot of businesses are struggling. And if Mm it was a business that was doing so well and, you know, they kind of like stepped on all the other businesses that are really doing great, they will really Mm -hmm. benefit from having a better relationship because now they don't have anybody on their side. So it's like Mm -hmm. you you were giving us your boot before and now you're having a hard time. So what do you expect us to do? We're moving on to the next guy. And it's very important for people to understand that even in the industry, you just cannot put your, you know, middle finger up to everybody you come across. You have to be humble. And you mm-hmm. must realize that everybody's not going to be nice to you. But it's not like they're purposely being mean. Everybody is doing something on a mission, and they just have to keep it moving. You know? Absolutely. Now, how mm-hmm. do you acquire your clients? Um. I've actually been um, really blessed. All of my clients have been word of mouth um, and referred to other clients, um, which how they say, you know, word of mouth is the best advertising that you can have. Um, you know, and, and really PR firms, we don't really advertise. It's one of those things where when you need us, you'll know where to find this kind of thing. Now, the, the level of firm and the level of service or what kind of project, then that's when people have to really do their homework and say, okay, well, do I want a boutique firm that just, you know, specializes exactly – 
what I need them to do, or um, do I just need some powerhouse that also handles marketing where they don't really know my name, they don't care to know my name, and don't really want to know how my family's doing, but they just, you know, get results. So when picking a public relations company, I always tell people, do your homework. You know, don't, you know, feel free to call, call around, ask for, you know, meetings where you can sit and pick their brain, see how far they can get you. Um, but one thing I always tell people, if any company can guarantee you, says, I, can, I guarantee I can get you pressed, run out the door. Because in reality, you can get guarantees in marketing. Yes, come to me, write me a check for $20,000, and I can guarantee you'll have an ad in, you know, Ebony Magazine. But I cannot guarantee I can get you interviewed in Ebony Magazine. That's just not possible. What, what all publicists do is we pitch you. And if, if they want to talk about you, they're going to interview you. If they feel like you're interesting enough and that the readers are going to want to know, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to come. Um, but at the end of the day, it's doing your homework and really, really, you know, finding that company that, you know, is going to compliment you in the way that, you know, that one, you deserve because, you know, PR is not cheap. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it, for even, you know, companies that are charging only a couple hundred dollars a month, like you said, we're in a recession and a lot of independent artists, you know, work nine to five, then go to the studio and then do what they have to do. So even paying a company or freelance publicist, two, three hundred dollars a month, that's a lot of money. So you definitely want to make sure you're finding the company that works best for you and is going to cater um, to your needs as much as possible. I think that is so true because I've come across a lot of people who do not have any type of a budget and they usually try to do everything themselves, but it's hard because they are spending a lot of time in the studio and a lot of them don't know exactly how to go about it. And believe it or not, there some people out there still don't know the hang of social uh, marketing on the Internet. They don't know mm-hmm. exactly what to do or how to work Facebook and MySpace and all those other things. So you mm-hmm. know, do you use a lot of social marketing on the Internet with your business? Um, with ours, we um, – <laughs> We started off doing that um, for Lyra itself, um, and then after a while, you know, you start to find out where where your consumers, so to speak, come from, you know, and then that's where you hone in on. Um, so, you know, we do have um, the MySpace, you know, I'm always running my mouth on Twitter. I swear I can never shut up. Um, and we have other things, our website, of course, and then a lot of our clients, um, you know, they have links to us. And so, you know, we definitely um, – we definitely, you know, are we're online, but we don't make that our focal point. You know, we're at events, we're talking to people, um, you know, and we're 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 just networking because at the end of the day, social social networking is great, but as we said earlier, you know, you lose you lose tone, you lose touch with actual people. So I like to get in touch with people in person as much as possible. So we definitely do the social networking, um, but that's not our focal point when it comes to our clients. Um, we, we don't just say, oh, well, you know, we'll just handle your, your Twitter and your MySpace. No, you can play with your Twitter and your MySpace. We'll deal with the online publications, calendars, and other um, outlets that are going to introduce you to new fan bases and keep your current fans in tune with what you have going on. Some people think publicists, oh, well, aren't you supposed to, you know, update my, my MySpace? No. Um, you know, we can we that's the service that we can provide for you. But us just sitting here playing online, um, you know, just to get you so many clicks, you know, that's that, that's not what we're about. We're we're about getting larger results and introducing you to people that have never heard of you. Um, but a lot of um, a lot of 
talent um, in, in all different genres of entertainment, period, sometimes they think, oh, well, I'm getting so many clicks on MySpace or, you know, World Star Hip Hop is playing my video. And I'm like, that's fine. But what about the other 10 million people that don't go to WorldStar.com? Those are the people you need to focus on introducing yourself to. Don't just be happy because you have 40,000 clicks on WorldStar. That's great, but World Star is not everything, or um, all these other sites aren't everything. You have to start, you know, appreciating the smaller outlets who are also giving you coverage, who some kid in Oklahoma who never heard of you is now your biggest fan. So, you know, we're, when it comes to the social networking, you know, we're, we're very, you know, we're very, you know, upfront with our clients. We're like, listen, this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. And, um, you know, that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what, what would you say is the, um, I guess, the hottest type of client that's out there now? You know, like the, the, let's go with the genre and and what it is that people are looking for. Um, right now, people are just looking for branding. Branding. Um, you know, that selling power. You don't even have to be the best rapper or singer, but if you have that like that commercial appeal where people, I can relate to her, or I like his vibe, or his swag is sick. Like, people are going to like you. That's just what it is. And companies are also looking for that because nowadays where, you know, before people were going out and just blowing money on, you know, this drink or that sneaker or this, you know, this sweater or whatever, you know, now companies, especially, you know, um, uh, uh, huge corporations, you know, they have, they're humbling themselves. So they're trying to hone in on the artists who necessarily aren't the best have that, that, that commercial appeal when it comes to the public. So the best, you know, client that anybody could ever have is somebody that everybody can relate to, depending on what kind of music they like. You know what I mean? If it's hip-hop, people feel like, oh, well, some people feel like, oh, well, I can relate to Jay. Great. So whoever is, um, you know, sponsoring him, is booming. Some people say, oh, well, I can relate to, you know, Paul Pierce on the Boston Celtics. Great. Adidas has his sneaker. Let's go. So companies are more so just looking for talent who may not necessarily be the best, and I'm not saying Paul or Jay aren't the best, you know, because some people don't like either one of them. So it depends on your taste. But companies are looking for people and talent and faces that people can relate to. Because nowadays, if people can't relate to you, they're like, I'm not wasting my money on that, especially parents who, you know, are busting their butts to go get those their kids those $170 Jordans. You know, Jordan needs to mean something now. <laughs> I know that's right, because I would never, ever pay that kind of money for a pair of sneakers. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, when that name is over, what's next? You still have this hundred and something dollar pair of shoes sitting in the closet, and now you want to go spend another two hundred dollars on the next person's name. So you're going to end up having like about ten thousand dollars worth of sneakers in the closet. And then after a while, mm-hmm. you get a good job, and you won't even get a chance to wear those sneakers because you'll be wearing regular shoes. So what, well, we 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 hope that they we hope that they get those good jobs. That's that's the next thing. <laughs> you know, we're hoping you know that they're not just wearing sneakers all day. <laughs> just tell them they won't get another pair of two hundred dollars sneakers because you have to get a job now, and then they will yes. go out there. See, I, I, would, I usually take my kids out and let them see the pricing of everything so they understand how much it costs and what you need to be doing to earn money like that to pay for all those things before you start expecting it from me. Because Absolutely. I expect that there's a roof over your head. Expect that you get to see in a light. Expect yes. that you. Eat so you know that's what I'm talking about. Now, are yes. there any any type of um, qualities that you look specifically in a client, and are there any qualities that you um, do not want to see in one that will make you turn that client away? 
Um, honestly, I don't represent anybody that I personally cannot have a conversation with. I just won't do it. You know, I work long enough hours every day. My staff works long enough hours. And we're, dealing, we're already dealing with people, um, you know, who aren't in the best of moods, period, when it comes to, you know, you know, uh, an editor who our email was the 10,000th that they got that day, and they're just like, no, in one word. You know, so if I can't hold a conversation with you and you're unruly when it comes to taking our suggestions, because everybody, uh, you know that saying, everybody's a basketball player when they're not the ones on the court. So, you know, everybody comes and says, well, you know, they hire you and then they want to say, but I want to do it this way. Okay, well, then you could have been your own publicist. A lot of people, because they've, you know, done so much for themselves for so long, they really don't know how to let go when it's time to help push them to that next level. Um, and it becomes very difficult, and that's just not a battle I'm going to fight, and I'm very honest about that in every consultation that I have. Um, you know, we take great pride in what we do for our clients. Our, you know, and one thing I can say is our name speaks for itself um, when it comes to, you know, different feedback from other people. So, you know, we need you as much as you need us, and if if you're, if, if any client's going to be stubborn, unruly, disrespectful, and not necessarily disrespectful to me or my staff, but to media, you know, for, for a client to go on an interview and be rude to a host who was nice enough to have you on their program, are you crazy? Because that not only, you know, the guy may say, okay, well, screw you, you're never coming back on our show, but then that reflects on us. And when we have an active client roster of 18 other people who we need on the show, you're screwing us as well. So our clients have to, their reputations have to complement ours, just as they would expect our reputation and our actions, um, you know, to best represent them. And anybody that cannot do that, you know, we tell them outright, honestly, you are an amazing talent. Um, but right now, we don't feel that we are the firm for you. And I tell people that all the time. Or even when it comes to artists who contact me or actresses or um, authors, because we have such an eclectic you know, clientele, and I tell them, honestly, I don't even think you're ready for public relations right now. I think you should work more so on branding yourself. Other PR companies, they'll be quick to take your money and say, yeah, sure, you're ready, and they're not, and you're, they're, they're wasting money on things where they could still personally themselves be sitting on Twitter or MySpace or, you know, just kind of, you know, submitting their own stuff. Saving money, it is a little time-consuming, but to help build that brand so that people are familiar with it so that way when you do get a publicist or somebody that can help you, you know, a little um, a little spark is going off in the editor's head like, yeah, I heard about this kid before. Let me Google him, and enough stuff comes up. So we're very honest. Um, you know, we won't work with you. If, if you have certain character flaws that we just won't deal with, and then also if we just feel like you're not ready yet because it's not worth our time and it's not worth your money, you know, just to run in circles. Now, do, do you require that artist to have a budget to work with you? Um you, they have to have a realistic budget. Yes, they do. Um, but that it, it's not some, like, you know, grand number. One thing that we do do, especially when it comes to independent artists, we say, what is your realistic budget? Now, obviously, this is over, a, you know, a, a series of meetings and things like that, and we go through and we review their work and what they're doing. And when we find um, talent that we feel truly have a chance, you know, and deserve to have their work, you know, presented and introduced to the world, we will work with you. You know, my, I tell them we create a campaign for every budget because true, true talent, true PR for, um, you know, genuine talent should not cost you an arm and a leg. You know, you know, we have 
major record labels under our belt, which honestly I would say is the reason why we can have that model when it comes to independent artists. But, you know, just tell me, okay, Ari, honestly, you know, all I have is 150 a month. You know, I'm, I'm busting my ass. I'm working 12 hours a day, and then I go to the studio. And then we, from speaking to somebody and reviewing their stuff, you can tell who's really genuine. And we'll say, okay, well, obviously you're not ready for Billboard magazine, but let's just start introducing you to the blogs and things like that. Because it's more so the people are just looking for that recognition because they're like, I'm, I have talent. I just want people to know who I am. So we do work with them, you know, when we feel as though, yes, you do have it. You are working very hard. Let's see how we can help you. And I think that is really a good way to do things because there are a lot of people out there that do not have much of a budget, they don't even know how, what type of a budget they would need or, you know, how to get started. And, and I always tell people, you know, it's so easy to get started when it comes to making yourself known and, like you were saying, branding yourself. Because if you, you do your own um, blogging or you do, you know, something where with your website that certain keywords show up on the Internet when somebody looks you up, you're actually going to put yourself out there to people whenever they say, well, let me look this guy up. And then they see a story written about you or something, a review on your music. And a lot of stuff is out there that's free that mm-hmm. can help you. And I tell yeah. people that to get yourself started before you're going to actually go and spend a larger amount of money for, you know, like you were saying, for a, a publicist with a, and then having a budget and all that. So now in, in regards to, you know, certain people who are not able to provide anything for you, do you refer them to other people or do you just tell them to go back to the drawing board? Like, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, you got to go. No, no, never, never, never. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would just be wrong. Like, listen, kid, you're great, but you have no doubt you got to go, go. Um, no, no, what we really do is, I mean, my phones are always on. Um, and I have people who call me, you know, and just say, hey, Ari, I mean, obviously you don't want to call me every day and keep asking me what you should do because then it's like, listen, you know, now you got to start cutting me a check. But, you know, we do have some people where just over the years they've been doing their own thing and built such a rapport with them that they'll call and say, hey, hey, you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I was thinking about doing this. What do you think? It would be great. And, you know, we'll kind of help guide you. Uh, we won't hold your hand, obviously, but we will, you know, be like, all right, well, that seems like a great idea, um, you know, because it's about building rapports with people. And this is that person where, say, for instance, they do get on and they're like, well, I need somebody I can trust. They're automatically going to come back to because we've been kind of helping them, you know, say, okay, well, how about you try this? Or, you know, have you ever thought about going this way? So it's almost given, like, you know, you know, bi-monthly consultations to them. You know, and I find that it, it goes a very long way where they say, oh, I never thought about that or, you know, that seems cool. So, no, I mean, there are some times where people just don't have a budget, where seriously their studio is, you know, their their bathroom, you know, because of the acoustics. So, you know, it is what it is, but like I said, once you really start speaking to people on a regular basis and you know who's serious about what they're going to do, um, it makes it a little bit easier to, to, to communicate with them and, you know, say, okay, well, this is a great idea or, you know, you should try going in this direction. Right. Now, you said that you were working with other types of um, entertainment, well, I would say like authors or whoever. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that you do for a say a writer, a person um, who just wrote their book, maybe their second or third book? What um, well, we, what, 
Uh, well, what we do is, I mean, because we're we're a, an online boutique firm, um, so we mainly work with um, you know online publications. We we do a lot of work with print, obviously, because they're still out there. Um, but right now, in the in the in the direction that you know you know, the way people get their news, everything is online. So more so with authors, we're introducing them to social media sites. Um, also online uh, radio shows such as yourself where the author can go on and, um, you know, see an excerpt of their book and kind of introduce them. Because more so when it comes to authors, it's very difficult because a lot of people are very picky about what they read. So you want to introduce them to that to that specific niche market of websites and blogs and radio shows um, that are really going to, you know, embrace what their topic of choice is or what they chose to write about. So it's almost the same way as helping, you know, brands, you, you know, a, 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 a rap artist. Okay, great. You have to know, one, his, his niche because not all rap is the same, um, and two, the websites that are going to embrace them. So, I mean, in reality, public relations, no matter what, what your trade, whatever your craft is, whatever you want to call it, is the same. It's just finding that niche for that, for that particular talent and introducing them um, and introducing them to just different outlets and different forums that they've never, you know, known about. I have clients that are like, Ari, did you know I was um, – you know, I was, I was, the interview you sent me was for a Kansas publication. Yeah, I knew that. He was like, I've never even been to Kansas. Yeah, but now they know who you are. You know, <laughs> just different things like that. Because I think when people start writing or rapping, they just have the five main sites that they, they feel like, if I get on this site, I've made it. And the reality is, those sites don't define who you are. There are other there are other outlets that will actually probably take you a lot further than those you know quote unquote five top sites those top shows you know because it's almost like saying well it's almost like a status thing like if I have a Mercedes then I've arrived no you haven't because Toyota who kind of designs the same looking kind of car has the same reliability and a lot cheaper to fix and more people can afford those so those people can relate to you more than the guys who are driving the Mercedes you know so it's really just <laughs> getting them to those you know to those niche outlets that really you know embrace and you know and want to hear more about them right now, I'm sure that you are participating in a lot of events and things like that. Tell me how important it is when you are networking in award shows and, and uh, uh, things that companies set up when they are inviting people like yourself or artists. Tell us how important that is. Very important because if they don't know you or if they know you and don't like you, you don't go. <laughs> Plain and simple. I, I mean, it, it gets no easier than that. I mean, I, I know A-list stars who have been rejected to the BET Awards, and they're like, I'm black and I rap, so you weren't invited this year because you weren't relevant to, quote, unquote, what they consider, you know, to be relevant for people in, the, in, this, in this genre of music. Okay, um, you know, or you could piss off the wrong, you know, um, director, whatever, and, you know, they're like, well, yes, we like your talent, but Ari, personally, I don't like you, so, um, you know, your, your, your people can't come. So it's very important when it comes to networking um, with, different, um, with different outlets and award show organizers and things like that because these are, these are the people that not only need you to fill their seats, not only need you to fill their seats, but also, you know, you need them to be able to go because they get your clients into those places. They also tell you, hey, Ari, we have this movie premiere coming up, red carpet, 
you want to come? Sure. And you'd actually find that more publicists more publicists get invited to places than their clients do. I get invited to more places, and I'm like, oh, well, great. Would you like to? My clients are like, no, we want you to come because it's more so networking amongst amongst your people. And then for me, I can say, um, you know, like when I went to the when This Is It, Michael Jackson's thing came out, um, Joe Jackson had a, a screening at the Palms, Brendan Theaters, and I was invited. Not my clients, you know, who work with Floyd, Mayther, Floyd Mayweather and everybody else. I was invited. So then I looked good because I brought, I brought Floyd Mayweather to the movie premiere with me. He wasn't invited. I was. Let's go. You know, so it really makes a big difference because when you get into places, you can bring your clients, and for them, they're like, oh, shoot, this is a perk. Let's go. So it's very important to, you know, maintain great relationships with, with people when it comes to award shows, anything, even if it's a listening party around the corner from your house, go show support to that independent artist because, one, it's great because you know starting out in the indie world how hard it is to get people to consistently support you. And, two, again, you never know who this artist may become. That's right. And you don't know who they know. Exactly. They may know somebody <laughs> higher up than anybody that can easily be influenced by what they tell them. They said, well, that guy didn't treat me so hot. And you don't know that that person is related to that person or has a relationship or association with them. And you'll go out there running your mouth and acting crazy or smacking their daughter up or something like that. And then yeah. you find out, oh, my goodness, they are close like this. And, yeah. and he's just blacklisted me from everything. So. <laughs> yes, and that's I mean, actually happened to me a few times. Well, not I, I, that's happened where people didn't know I was me. Like I said, people may know my name, and you can Google me or whatever, whatever. A picture doesn't always pop up. So people, you know, have, you know, come at me in a wrong way, and then later on they meet me, and they're like, oh, you're the Ari Good. Yeah, how are you? You know, and it's always, for me, it's always that bittersweet moment where it's like, I'm finally meeting you. Yes, I do remember every messed up thing you ever said to me via email. Um, yes, you need my client for what? I'll see what I can do. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely entertaining when you're the one who's, you know, finally coming face to face with somebody who's, you know, done everything to try to belittle you or, you know, disrespect you, you know, via email. It's It's amazing. <laughs> Now, um, looking at your beautiful picture, I mean, you have such gorgeous hair. And oh, thank you. Smile. I'm assuming <laughs> that you. you probably get mistaken for a celebrity a lot of times. So has that ever happened to you? Because I know, you know, when you're looking great and you're walking around in Hollywood, people will go, oh, they must be a celebrity. Do you get that experience a lot while you're in Hollywood? Um, Actually, a, a couple of times. I'm actually in Vegas right now, and we will go to – and hang out. And last summer, um, you know, it happened more than once. So I don't even, I have to go back and kind of look at all my different hairstyles and try to figure out who the hell I look like. Because in the airport, I was leaving LAX and this um, kid came up to me. He's like, can I have your autograph? And I was like, huh? And he was like, can I have your autograph? And I was like, and I just asked him, I said, who do you think I am? He's like, I can't remember your name, but I know I know you from somewhere. May I just have your autograph? And, you know, hell, I lived it up. I find my name. He probably went home and was like, Googled me and was like, she's only a person. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I wasn't going to, you know, brush him off and be like, beat it, kid. You don't know me. Because then, you know, who knows, somebody could have seen me later on. Like, yeah, so, you know, you see me on the red carpet standing behind somebody, and they're like, yeah, she's the mean lady who smushed my kid at the airport, you know. You never know. Um, and also, again, last summer, we went to um, the Planet Hollywood pool, and it was me and a group of my girlfriends, and we just had time, and 
all of a sudden my girlfriend said I went and got in the pool and all of a sudden like more people got in the pool but like were like staring and like kind of waiting around us and it was awkward and like I was like am I the only one we were standing in a little group and I said am I the only one that notices everybody staring at us and my girlfriends were like yes and this guy came up to me and was like, can we take a picture? And I'm like, who do these people think I am? I have no clue. So, I, I, you know, I definitely have my experiences, but I just, I, I, nobody can ever, or people just, I feel when I say, who do you think I am? I think they're worried that they'll say the wrong name because, you know, after a while, all black people look alike, not being rude, but like, <laughs> like I mix up freaking Gabrielle Union and uh, what's, what, and Sanaa Lathan all the time. So if I do it, you know, other people in, in just every day would be like, God, if I say such and such and she's not her, then maybe I won't get this picture. So I just smile, nod, sign, pose, whatever, just get it done. And then it's up to them to find out who the heck I really am. <laughs> Well, I mean, it would be to their benefit to know who you are because it's not like you're a peon somewhere and you, all you do is work at McDonald's and just look cute going to work every day. I mean, you are very powerful and you do have a nice presence and access to a lot of things that can help other people. So it would benefit them to, you know, give you that celebrity attention as well. And I see a lot of people who don't get that much attention, and they are, like, well-known people, and they probably like it like that because a lot of folks just don't like people noticing them all the time and just making a big fuss because they're just trying to live their life, you know. Yeah. Now, in, in regards to, you know, celebrities or anything, have you ever had, even before your professional career, had any, like, negative uh, challenges or anything or experiences with any celebrities? Um, 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 um. No, um, I find, I mean, even when, because I've just always been that person where, you know, I always got into everything I wanted to get into. I talk my way out of a paper bag if I had to. Um, and so, you know, you just, I'm, a, I, I'm an energy person, so I've never really had, you know, bad encounters before public relations or really even during. Some, t- some people really now kind of just run the wrong way, and then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just having a bad day, so I'm going to step back from this one for a minute. But sometimes you feel people's energy and quote unquote celebrities, which I just honestly, I hate that word. It, it's overrated. Um, it's overrated and really just, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a celebrity. And you're like, what do you, you know, so, you know, for me, the celebrities are the teachers who are educating children or the people down in uh, New Orleans still building homes. Like for me, those are celebrities, people that are actually doing things. Paris Hilton to me is not a celebrity. Like, so. You know, but either way, they still like to be, you know, left alone. So there are some situations where you can be in VIP, even before I was a publicist with somebody, and you can kind of catch their vibe, and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to really talk to you because, you know, you'll say something to me, then we'll be in the news because I cussed you out and you're whoever you are. So I would always kind of stay away from people that were always a little bit, you know, controversial when it came to interacting with other people in general, just because I like to avoid as much drama as possible. So I can't really say I've really had any bad experiences, um, but more so throughout my career, you know, you end up, you know, being, quote, unquote, guilty by association based upon who you represent. So people automatically say, well, I don't associate with you because your client doesn't talk to my client. Okay, um, this is, that's, you know, Either way, they're still going to sell millions of albums. What's that have to do with us networking? You know, our jobs still stay the same. Our contract numbers don't go up or down, you know, but people really take that to heart, which in reality I think that, you know, that contributes to that street mentality too where a lot of people in this industry are from the streets. 
you know, and they kind of keep that business mentality of, well, I'm not going to associate with you because whatever, whatever, and the issue's not between that publicist and myself or that manager and myself, but it's because our clients don't like each other. But I'm like, yes, but we also represent other people. What's going on with that? You know, so you, 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 you come across many different types of people, but it's up to you to decide how you're going to really interact with them, if at all. I understand that completely. And I, I haven't had too many experiences with any any people, but I would have to say a famous nature, but um, I would only say they have really great jobs and they make a lot of money, but they're still people and they still mm-hmm. have moods and they still have, you know, experiences like we do. So they could mm-hmm. die just like we could die, so it doesn't really make a difference. It's just a person with a great job. Now, they're not running the entire country. I think yeah. I would have to treat yeah. Obama a little bit different. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. so. Yes, no, absolutely. Honestly, like, uh, it's weird, and I always say this, but, like, President Obama and the First Lady, they're, now, those are, like, my celebrity crushes. I'm like, if I could just go to dinner with Barack and Michelle, I could die a happy person. Like, for me, those are, like, you know, people go gaga. They're like, oh, my God, T.I. is so hot. Or, uh, you know, my girlfriend's back home. You know, they're always intrigued because they'll be like, oh, I saw you on this blog site and you were on picture with such and such. What's he like? Oh, my God, I've had the biggest crush on him forever. You know, what was it like to meet him? It was cool. But then the way that they go gaga over these people who I'm with on a daily basis, that would be me with, like, Michelle and Barack. I'd be like, oh, my God, I love you guys. Secret Service would be like, ma'am, you have to go now. <laughs> I know. I know because then you couldn't control your emotions, and then they would start saying, Let's is she going for a gun? <laughs> yes. Is she crazy? We don't. We can't risk this. She may yeah, be nuts. Probably. You have to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well it's, it's funny because my girlfriend, um, we're very close, and she's a political person, but I'm not. I'm really not into politics, but I love, you know, Obama and his family. She was able to be a part of the Democratic National Convention, and I was the one flipping because she's sitting in the front row while he's at the podium making his speech, and she's sitting like three seats from Michelle and the kids, and, and like she has pictures with them, and she's like hugging Michelle, and she's doing all this stuff. So I had her put the speech on her cell phone so I could listen to it. I wanted to hear Obama's voice like as if I was there. And I'm mm-hmm. going crazy. And it was just, I would never have that experience with any other celebrity or whoever because they would just be like regular people. But he was just making such a commanding change in the world yes. that it was important. And to me, it was, I would put it right next to me and Michael Jackson. You know what? Yeah, Honestly, yes. I mean, I, I felt, you know... It's a very power. I mean, for me, people always say to me in your industry, you know, what's your dating life like? What's this? What are your turn ons? And I'm like, my turn ons are genuine power. And I said, Barack Obama, I said, oh, he's the cream of the crop. I said, I wonder if he ever flies over the U.S. And he's like, excuse my language, this is my shit. Like, I can land anywhere I want to right now and do whatever I want to do. Like, that is true power right there. Not, you know, being the CEO of some record label who just because of who you are, people are giving you shit. No, no, no. When you can say, I can nuke everything I want to and fly over it and do whatever I want. Oh, no. That's power because we actually went to his inauguration. But, see, I'm the kind of person where that – it was – there was an amazing – like just feeling throughout, you know, D.C. during the inauguration. But I'm the kind of person, I stayed in my hotel 
and watch the inauguration. I'll go and, like, when things clear and do whatever, but you're not going to have me, you know, caged in. The rest of my family went. It was like a family affair, which I felt very blessed that my little, my 13-year-old sister was able to go and see such an historic thing. But my aunts who went to the actual inauguration, it took them six hours after it was over just to even get back to, you know, moving around the city because they were caged in. You know, so I'm the kind of person where I went, stayed in the hotel, ordered room service with my grandparents and watched it. And it was such an amazing thing. And then later on that night, we went out and all of a sudden we're crossing the street and the cops said, you just have to stand right here in the middle of the street. Nobody can move because the, the president's, um, um, his, his motorcade was coming. And it was just to see, you know, the entire thing just pass you, you just, you froze, you got chills because you're like, oh my God, like not even two, two steps from us, literally, we're in the middle of the street and the cop blocked us off and said, you just have to stand here. And he was rolling down the window, waving to people. It was such an amazing thing to experience to say, oh my goodness, this is the leader of the free world. And I won't even say it's a race thing because I've met Bill Clinton and that man gave me the same chills. I think I just, I love men with power. I don't know what it is. Hell, if I crossed the bush, couldn't stand them, but I probably would have felt the same way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I did meet Bill Clinton before he became president and he came to Philadelphia. He was with um, uh, a bunch of people that were congressmen and, you know, other political figures in the city of Philly. And, um, mm-hmm. I would, Lucian Blackwell was like a like a family friend, and he was just walking down the you know the street like they had this little parade thing set up with the barriers and everything, and like they were just walking down there shaking people's hands. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was unemployed, so you know all I could think of was like, well, am I going to get another check? Yeah, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Let, let's really talk about this. <laughs> so when he's walking, and I'm like, I wasn't really feeling him because on TV everybody looks different. But when he mm-hmm. came to, like, right in front of my face, and I, I felt like I was looking at a movie star because he looked so good and he's so clean and crisp. Yes. And just shaking his hands, his hands were soft, and then I got to hug him and all that. And then I started mm-hmm. hearing all this stuff after he became president, you know, a while later. I reflected on that about this whole Monica Lewinsky thing, and I'm like. And you were like, he could have had my drawers, too. <laughs> I was saying all that. But I was just saying <laughs> I, she can't just hug the man. She got to go sleep with him and all that too. You know, I, I hugged him. I didn't take him to bed. I didn't do nothing freaky with him. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, he, you can control yourself. So you know, whatever yeah. her mentality was at the time, you know, that sucked. But I mean, yeah. he just experienced knowing that I actually got to be next to him even before he became president and just looked at him as a different type of person. And he's Absolutely. probably still the same way. You know, he's probably a really nice guy. He has his moments where everybody is a human being. They're going to have good and they're going to have bad. So that would mm-hmm. account for even the celebrities or whoever you want to call them, the Clive Davises and the Quincy Joneses and all those people. They're still people, and they they do relish in their power from time to time, I'm sure. Um, but mm-hmm. they do expect you to treat them a certain kind of way. But then I like to hear about experiences when they don't treat you like they're the ones that are special. They treat you yes. like y'all grew up together somewhere or you used to work at McDonald's or on the factory yeah. or something. I like experiences like that. Now, do you have people who, like you do meet, that are, you know, well-known, well-populated and all that, that you have, like, a really nice relationship with? Like, it's not even like it's all about Hollywood or anything like that? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Where literally you, you know, you can just go lay out on their, like literally lay out on their couch and watch movies all day. They ain't showered. You just got up out of bed, rolled out, but it's, you know, just, it's, it's, it's hanging out, you know, like you'll get a call and you'll be like, you know, what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? I don't know about to watch the game. Let's go, you know, and you just, and, and because they're so used to being in the public eye that they never have a chance just to relax. So I have, you know, great friendships with a lot of people that are quote unquote celebrities and they just want to chill and, you know, just be lazy and do whatever. I mean, there've been times where I won't say give any names because then it's like, Oh crap. But there've been times where, you know, we've, you know, did something and lost security on purpose just because they were even tired of the attention that their security guards brought, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, um, you, you definitely um, – and people, like, they say, well, you know, they don't look at me as, oh, a good, you know, celebrity publicist, which is a title that, you know, it cracks me up when people say that about me. I'm like, I'm just me. I do what I do. Um, or, you know, A-list actor or rapper, such and such, you know, I'm Ben, you're Jerry, let's be lazy, you know. So you definitely, you know, build these rapports with people that are just people. But, you know, because these t- these titles have been placed upon them, you know, they really never have a chance just to be themselves. Um, so when when you do have a chance, it's just like let, let let's just be lazy. Let's just let's just kick it. Let's what let's do what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've had an experience with a um, a well known person in that genre. I would have to say, um, and it was weird because when I got there, I wasn't expecting anything like that. But they his whole entire camp treated us so great. And we're mm-hmm. appreciative that we flew from this side of town over here in New Jersey all the way over to Vegas to hang out with them. And we knew that they didn't know us and they didn't know of us or anything. So we just thought we'd be like just, you know, getting autographs, shaking hands, getting a hug, and going on about our business. But they invited us to hang with them, and we stayed with them for most of the evening. We had such a great time partying. And, I mean, they didn't treat us like anybody weird, and they were very nice. We were just like family. And it was, mm-hmm. it just was a great experience. Now I know other people who had similar experiences. <laughs> they don't they don't like that person anymore. You know? mm-hmm. No, you'd be surprised how many people finally meet. Yes, no, you you'd be surprised how many people finally meet who they've idled, who they've been idolized for so long, and then come to find out, oh my God, I hate you. You know who I thought you would be, who I who who the person your character that I created in my head is so far from who you are. I really, I mean, I I've heard so many stories about that um, of people who, you know, because you fall in love with, you know, this, this brand that was built that you think that that's that person, not to realize, you know, in reality, that's a, that's a mask that they put on and a character that they play, but when they get off stage or they get off the movie screen, they're, they're not that person. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard so many stories about that. It's the same as if you're working in a corporation and while you're at work, you're, like, friendly with the people you work with. When you go home, you're with your family, your real friends. You're not hanging mm-hmm. with those people, so you don't go calling them as soon as you go home because you spent mm-hmm. 10 hours with them all day long. So, you know, it's the same thing, like, with that. And, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they're just going to – they don't take themselves so seriously that they would just say, hmm, I'm special because I was in a movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. Stop, you know, they look at no, you, I think you can last a little longer if you if you don't take yourself too 
serious, unlike some heartthrobs. Who are, yes. You know, heartthrobs don't last forever. I mean, I had some famous um, people that I've looked up to and I've loved and I had to hop for or whatever. But, like, they're old now. Nobody's looking at them that way. And there's, like, yes. ooh. And so if you're not even, I think serious, it's. Yes, or I just, I mean, even I can say that I've had experiences where, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Boston, born and raised. I'm an East Coast, New England girl, diehard, everything East Coast. Okay. I, so I'm, I live, um, you know, I'm pretty much 3,000 miles from my, my, you know, friends and family. I won't say my true friends and family because from being on the West Coast for so many years, you start a new life. I have amazing friends out here. But, you know, like my sisters, my cousins who have known me my entire life, you know, I, I'll go home, I'll lay on the couch, and I'm like, can somebody give me something to drink? And my aunt actually said to me, she said, bitch, just because you online, she, that's exactly, she said, bitch, just because you quote unquote always online, don't think somebody's going to be your maid over here. And literally, I was just dead tired and genuinely asking, but those, those are the people who will always keep you grounded. Those are the people that you don't get to see them every day, but, you know, they're the ones who, like, my grandmother still doesn't understand what I do for a living. Like, I tried to explain it. I was in New York for like three weeks uh, last month or the, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I'm, my grandmother, like, she saw my two phones. They kept going off. I had my laptop. It was, you know, we're doing whatever. And she just kept looking at me. She was like, what is this? I was like, it's my job, grandma. She was like, what do you do? And I tried to explain it. And this is a woman who, when she was a kid, didn't even have ATM machines. They didn't even have pay phones, I don't think. I don't know what the hell they had for her. But, you know, she was she, – so either way, I could break it down to the simplest form, and it didn't make sense. And so she calls my profession a hobby. She says, well, I hope your hobby, you know, like I hope – you know, and then I just let it go. You know, so so many people really don't understand what it is that I do. But, you know, every once in a while it's nice just to talk to them on the phone and be like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like, and you'll speak to them while they're grocery shopping. And it just, it, it just makes you, it brings you back to what's real. You know, so it's, it's, you know, people can definitely lose focus on what's what and get caught up in, you know, this whole facade of who, who they are or who that, who they think that person is in reality. You know, everybody just likes to feel at the end of the day that, you know, they, that there's, that they have, you know, just a genuine life and not just because of who they are. That's right, because it's it's really important to keep those valuable relationships, and like they say, don't break, don't burn down those bridges. Because you know how some people are, and they're like, oh, I'm living a big life, I'm leaving all y'all behind. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like when you got to come back, oh, Mr. Big Shot, you ain't so yeah. big for what happened. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's always good to keep those relationships going and to communicate however way you can just so mm-hmm. you have something to fall back on and you have a cushion to your life and bring you back to what's real because a lot of people lose sight of that completely and they just, you know, let it overpower them. I always tell them, if you go to Hollywood, it isn't, it's, it's about acting, so keep that in mind. A lot of people yes. are acting, so they're not going to be completely real with you all the time, especially when you first meet some folks, you know. Some oh, I mean, and that's at every day. Yes, no, that's every day. I mean, even with people, I mean, I think the saying is so true. You know, for the first three months that you meet somebody just in your everyday life, you know, you're meeting their representative who who they want you to believe that they are. You know, so imagine meeting somebody who they don't real they don't really trust people because so many people come in and out of their lives because of who they are. You're not re- really going to meet them until you have that opportunity 
you know, to spend that time with them. And that just goes based upon if they sense you're a genuine person and aren't there or trying to be associated with them just because of who they are. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very important that, you know, when it comes to really meeting people in, you know, the entertainment world or just in everyday life, that you're just genuine yourself, you know, because that will take you so much further than anything you could ever, you know, portray yourself to be, you know, just to try to get someplace. That's absolutely right, because a lot of people don't do that, and they need to take heed. I hope that the listeners are paying attention to the valuable information that you're giving, because it does work um, for a lot of people who are heading out to Hollywood or wherever to do something about their career, and they just got these stars in their eyes, and they, they're not sure, you know, what's the, uh, even if you talk to somebody who went from Hollywood all the way over to, like, Arkansas or whatever, and say, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're great, you're wonderful, you're going to be great, you're gonna be, we're going to make you a star. And then they talk you into coming out there because they're really just there to scout. And they get mm-hmm. you over there, and, like, you get tossed to the lions. And then mm-hmm. how would you handle it? Because, you know, if you've got that ego going on and you're not humble and you don't pay attention, then you're going to really be messed up, and you're going to have a very short lifespan in that, that genre. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's just something I always tell people that I come across because it's part of life, you know. It's just the way it works. Yes, absolutely. I tell people, no matter who you are, everything is a dime a dozen. I'm a dime a dozen. Um, you know, lawyers are a dime a dozen. Pretty girls are a dime a dozen. Rappers are a dime a dozen. Actresses are a dime a dozen. You know, you find ways to make yourself unique, and you really need to appreciate you for who you really are. But at the end of the day, we all are all just a dime a dozen because there's somebody always better than we are. That's the reality of it. <laughs> now, when um, a, a celebrity, well, not a celebrity, an up-and-coming artist, let's say an artist or um, actor or whatever, are looking for someone to be like a staff, like a manager or publicist or something like that to be part of their team, what kind of um, personality traits or, or particular things they ought to look for in a person in order to put them on their team that you would advise? Um, one, I mean, my best advice in general is do your homework. Um, just do your homework on people because you know, everybody says, oh, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that, I can do this, that, and the other. Talk is cheap, and and because it is cheap, it overflows in every industry. Um, so do your homework. First off, do your homework. Make sure this person is, you know, reputable and can do things for you that they say that they can. Um, but Look for genuine people. I mean, when I literally say people's natural character traits speak volumes about them, yes, if this is somebody who's like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and they have their head on, and they have, you know, that, that, that motivation, um, you know, to want just as much for you as you do, then that's great. Somebody who's just, you know, I call them just add water. People, you know, like my girlfriend, she, you know, she just she doesn't want to date somebody, but she wants to be married. I say you just want to just add water family, you know, or somebody who, you know, you you create this amazing organization, and then all of a sudden they just want a job. Uh, you just want to just add water career. You don't actually want to do things to make it great. You just want to be put on once everything is established, so you don't have to do anything. So those are the people you want to avoid because they're the ones who, you know, still expect you to do everything that you hired them to do, but then they want all the credit or they want all the accolades for everything, you know, if it does go good. No, you want somebody who's willing to work as hard for you as you work for yourself. And that's very hard when it comes to indie music because all these managers and 
you know, all, you can just wake up today and be like, shit, I'm a manager, you know, and make up a MySpace page and a website and all this other stuff and not have the credentials or the means on any level to really offer anybody something of substance. So it's really making sure that whoever you work with, either it's an assistant or a publicist or a manager or, you know, even an intern, making sure that their intentions are pure and they're really there for the experience um, of what they're doing and not just, you know, the, 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 the ends and their means, you know, just aren't worth crap. So that would just be my thing. Do your homework. Find out about these people. I mean, hell, even if there's no information on them on a business sense, because we all have to start from somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I say I'm Googleable now. You can Google me, you know, 10 ways come Sunday and a whole bunch of stuff will pop up, but it wasn't always that way. So I tell people, you know, if, people, if you Google somebody and information doesn't pop up, if nothing else, pay the $10 if you're serious about this person and do a background check. At least see that they've never had any, you know, illegal activity going on that could potentially harm you, you know, or all of a sudden you find out this person's wanted in 10 states for money laundering and you're about to pay them five grand to help you. Are you crazy? So even if you can't Google somebody, especially if they're, you know, fresh out the box, as we say, when it comes to their profession, because everybody has to start somewhere, um, then Google them just to see that in general they're who they say they are. And at least you'll be a whole hell of a lot safer and you'll be able to sleep at night knowing that this person, you know, great, their intentions seem well, but now I also know exactly who they are. That's so true. And it doesn't cost them much to do all that research on somebody. And you could also go to the Better Business Bureau and put their company name in there and see if there's any complaints about them. Because exactly. Because, you know, everybody's going to complain. Or you can just go into the search and just say, um, put the name of the company and put the word scam next to it. Cause exactly. I, if I have to look something up, I, if I see that there's an article or anything about them in regards to a scam, then it will just make me do more research or just drop yes. them all together. Yes, so and things like that. I mean, you can, I mean, in this industry, I mean, anybody can just be pissed off. Like, you could have worked your hardest for the person. So also, you know, I, I want to tell people be careful when it comes to what they do find out because you can be a great publicist or a great manager and – Somebody, it just didn't work out. Not saying you didn't do your very best for them because there are no guarantees in this business. I tell my clients all the time, I will, I will get you pressed, but I cannot guarantee you pressed. You know, I will work my hardest to make sure that we do what needs to be done so people know about you, you get interviews, whatever, whatever. But I can't, like, I can't guarantee you next month I'll have you in Billboard. There's no way in hell I can guarantee you that. My dad could be the publisher of Billboard, and I could not promise you that. Because all of these all of these outlets are fully functioning machines that have other that you know run on concepts three months in advance. So there's no way I can promise you that. But at the end of the day, you know what? I will pitch you if that is the level that you're on, and we'll spin it at an angle where they may be interested. You know, because just people think, well, you know, I only want you to pitch the outlets that I that will guarantee me coverage. Well, then hell. I guess I won't be pitching you and I won't represent you, you know. I won't be representing you because we, you know, it, it's, it, when I say it's a thankless job because people really don't understand the amount of hours. I can send out 30 pitches for one client in a day and only get back two responses. It, you know, so it, it's because it, they're busy. It, they're doing, they yeah. have so many other people coming through, and they will not pick you over Jay-Z or Beyonce 
when they find out Beyonce has a new video or Jay Z is um, buying another baseball team. Yeah, something, know, right? Pick you. You know, they're gonna pick yes. you over them, so you just Yes. Yes, but with that, you. you again. Yes, but then with that, some people become very mean and spiteful, which, you know, goes against the other issues that they probably have in life, period. And they say, well, I paid you for six months, and, you know, yes, you got me coverage, but not in the sites or publications that I wanted. And then some people are spiteful and be like, well, don't mess with them, or that team is bad. But that also goes with knowing people's character traits from the beginning. Like I said, I don't work with anybody that I know or sense I will have issues with. You know, because it's not worth it. All of my clients, like um, my client, uh, one of my clients from the group, Those Chosen, um, he and his wife, they're out here. We went out and club top all night last night. You know, we become very familiar because we are a boutique firm. We know your family. If your kid's sick, oh, you know, I hope Johnny gets better. Um, you know, we, we become very familiar with them because we're in their lives every day. We may not talk every day, but there are emails and correspondence coming through in and out, so we do become like family. Um, and unless I know that we can have that connection, I won't represent you because it's not worth the stress. <laughs> <laughs> and then I must say, um, most of the clients that I have come across that you work with are very talented people, and I enjoy interviewing them. I mean, the interview with, with um, Torch yesterday was just excellent. And uh, I look forward to getting uh, a scheduled date for those chosen as well because I listen to the music and I think it's it's something that my listeners would definitely love to hear. So anybody that you do have that you know any new people any any people that you have on your roster right now doesn't matter. Just send them over to me. I'd be happy to interview them and get them some more promotion on my end because I know that you've made some great choices with people that you work with. Oh, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that and thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> Great. Now let's talk about contracts because a lot of people do things and they don't even follow along with a contract. Um, what is the most important thing about a contract between, say, your 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 establishment and a client? Um, keep it simple, stupid. That's basically it. The best advice I can give anybody when it comes to contracts. Contracts should not be complicated. The wordier they are, the more hidden clauses that you see. Almost like when you lease a car and there are eight pages of small print and you're like, oh, you people are so screwing me right now. I don't know. I can't understand it. But trust me, I know somehow I just signed my life over to freaking, you know, Honda or Toyota or whatever company. <laughs> Um, you know, when it comes to public relations, it's like, yes, this is what we offer. My My contracts are no – Everything is in 12-point font, Ariel font, uh, 12-point size, Ariel font, and four pages. So a kindergarten person, a kindergarten student could could read my contract and be like, oh, cool, sign. Um, I keep it simple because at the end of the day, I don't have the time to try to loop you in all this other crap. Like, no, this is what we're going to do. This is the amount of time. This is what you're going to pay. Sign the dotted line. We sign. We're good to go. I say, just keep it simple. If somebody comes to you and their contract for public relations and you're not like Coca-Cola or something like that is ridiculous, you know, just jargon where it's just all over the place and just pages and pages of shit, because that's only where it's for it, um, really reevaluate what you're about to sign um, because it's a public relations contract. It's not a publishing deal. It's not, you know, where you're, where you're, where you're negotiating points for your songs or your or royalty and things like that where it's like, okay, it has to be a little bit more, make sure we get this. No, it's public relations. At the end of the day, it's our job to get you press. It's your job to pay us for it. 
that's it. Now, the 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 way that pub, different firms go about doing it is different. So make sure that, you know, what the services that they are promising to provide to you are, you know, understandable, plain and simple. Yes, we will pitch you to online media outlets, e-zines, blogs, um, social communication sites, things like that, you know. Like it should, it, it and everything that's in the contract should be done. But you know, some clients say, "Well, I needed this," and I'd be like, "Well, that wasn't in your contract. Do you offer it?" Yes, but you know, we didn't feel like that's what you needed right now. But I want it. Can you do it? Yes, but we'll have to drop a new contract. You know, so that way it's understood exactly what our roles are when it comes to you and what you're doing and what we promise to do for you. So my girlfriend, even like sometimes I'll have so much crap going on and she'll just look at me and she'll be like, Ari, I'm like what? She'll be like, keep it simple, stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good again. Because sometimes things can become so overwhelming and the, the, we think that the more important things look, the better they are. And the reality is the simpler things are, will, will take you so much farther in life than anything um, than anything complicated will in reality. So when it comes to contracts, if somebody's, you know, putting like a stack of papers like you're about to buy a house in front of you um, and it's you're like, dude, I just need simple public relations. That's it. I'd really reevaluate exactly what they're trying to sign you up to because some people say, well, you know, in, in small print, if you, if you can't see your contract within three months, you owe us five grand. And it's like, dude, my contract isn't worth five grand. So you want to read things very carefully because, granted, you don't have to pay them, but yet they can still take you to court, and then that goes on your record because you did sign the contract agreeing that if you cancel your contract, you're going to pay them five grand. Pay attention. You know, if you don't understand something, then honestly, I don't understand this. You know, um, you know, I know there are so many different um, legal aids out there, pre, uh, prepaid legal, I think it is. They read a certain number of contracts for you for free, certain number of pages of contracts for you. So if you don't understand, contact, you know, somebody who, you know, this is what they do, you know, and say, okay, I don't understand this. And, and have it. Don't feel as though just because you're in an industry and people talk, you know, talk a certain way that you're supposed to understand everything. I receive emails all the time, and I'm like, because we, I mean, I even create words. So amongst my staff, I have words that other publicists don't know because, um, you know, I'll say, okay, well, um, wretch that, which my staff knows, scrap it. You know, but if I go to another firm, they'll be like, wretch what? You know, that, and they'll be like, Ari, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, da 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 this is what I meant. Or one time I got um, my client was walking the red carpet, and the um, the organizer said, "Hey Ari, are you working the carpet with them?" And I thought for a minute because it was plain English, but I said, "Am I working the carpet with them?" And I had to go back and I said, "Honestly, please excuse my ignorance at this point in time." I said, "But when you say, am I working the carpet with them?'" I said, "Do you mean am I setting them up for the red carpet or am I just attending with them?" You have to be very specific with what you say because you can go someplace and they're like, "That's not what we meant," and you're looking crazy. So don't be afraid to ask questions, especially when it comes to contracts, because once you sign that and they have. You know, you're legally bound, even if the person doesn't do what they say they're going to do, you're still, you know, you're, you're the one that's going to end up screwed at the other end. So make sure they're as simple as possible. I, I can't stress how important that is. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's good to know because some people just go straight into an, uh, an agreement with someone without a contract and mm -hmm. end up not getting anything but ripped off. Because I know a lot of people that have had that experience, and it's important to make sure that everything that you expect of one another is specified in the contract. And um, in regards to guarantees, 
people should understand nothing is necessarily guaranteed because mm-hmm. other people involved may not feel that, you know, you're the person they want to deal with. Even if I say I did my work and that person was like, like you were saying before, they're not really the person that's, that's on top right now. So, yes. you know, you just have to understand that that doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm not doing what I have to do, but it means we have to go to another source because now this person is not looking for you. But, you know, there may come a time later on that you might be um, of interest to that person. So when you see them in the street, don't get ignorant. No, you ain't want to uh-huh. write about me. You ain't want to do this or whatever. You know, but now uh-huh. look at me now. You know, it was, um, when you're not where you are right now, you might have to come back to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, then, and I'll remember this moment that we sit in the street and you want to slap me, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Always, yeah, say, always yeah. say I'm gracious and humble, always, even if you don't want to. I've, I've had to fake so many grins, you know, or just like, thank you so much. Or I've had clients, like, you know, and you're not always the best of friends with your clients, you know, because like I said, we become family. And I'm like, listen, this shit ain't going to fly. You need to get it together. Um, you know, so it's it's really just, you know, sometimes you have to let it be known. Um, but there's a way about, you know, about doing it where, you know, respect is still always, um, respect is always there. Absolutely. And respect should be the number one thing between two parties in the first place. So as you Absolutely. understand each other and respect each other. Now let's talk girl talk. Uh, I'm sure, because I haven't been to California but once, and hopefully I can get there next week. But um, as far as when you get to go to these events and things like that, and, I mean, how how does it feel for you as a woman to get to do all these things where you're dressing up and you're looking gorgeous and fly, whatever, and top fashions? How does that make you feel? Because I know a lot of women are in it for just the, the whole visual part of it but does how does that make you feel and does it change the way you feel when you're associating with those people once you get to this event honestly the the events are more fun to watch on tv than actually attend <laughs> I, I i know people are like what no seriously like because it's such a, it's such a, a um a show but it's like okay every step you take is like okay step to the right then go here, sit here for five hours, and you're like, why am I, why am I sitting at this taping for five freaking hours when the, when the televised version is only an hour? Because they need enough material to edit, so you're sitting there ready to seriously kill yourself just so people at home actually have the fun, you know? Um, but I think one way is to, one thing my mother always tells me is because she says, Ariel, you're too crazy, you don't, you don't eat right, you don't sleep enough, you don't whatever, whatever. She says, I want you to start living in the moment. So there were times where seriously, I'll be at these events, and I have, like, two cell phones, like, perched up in my girdle because they don't fit in my purse or I don't have a purse or they don't fit in my bra because then you'll see it. Um, and I'll, they'll be going off. And, like, you just really have to enjoy the moment. Well, there have been times where even last night a friend of mine, um, right now I'm organizing um, an album release party in New York, and I was saying we were out dancing, and all of a sudden I just stopped dancing and pulled out my cell phone. And, and he looked at me, and he was like, I'm going to need you to not worry about that. That'll be there in the morning. We're dancing now. Like, you know, so it's almost just no matter what you're doing, just really appreciating where you are at the moment. And when that happens, sometimes you sit there, and I've kind of zoned in in the middle of events or even driving, you know, uh, driving down a strip, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am here, you know, this is amazing. And it almost hits you like, oh, my goodness. Or I'll sit and I'll have a conversation with somebody. I'm like, I really just had a conversation. Like uh, Spinderella was on my radio show the other night, 
And this is somebody, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up listening to Salt and Pepper, and I had their posters and, and, and all that stuff. So when, you know, she was on the show and she gave me a shout-out, it was like, oh, my goodness, somebody who I looked at at, like, five years old on a poster who I idolized, you know, 20-something years later, just said, hey, Ari, what's going on? It blew my mind. Now, if I wasn't living in the moment, I wouldn't have appreciated that. So it's like, great, these are all amazing experiences. But if you're not necessarily, you know, in that moment, you, you, won't, you won't value it. Like, to this day, I'm still like, oh, my God, Spinderella said hi to me. And everybody's like, Ari, so? And I'm like, you don't understand, you know. So really it's just kind of just – you know, embracing where you are, who you're with, what's going on, and just enjoying it, you know, and trying to store it so when you're 60, 70, hopefully you'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I got to California, the most important thing to me was to see in the sign. So, I mean, just because I've seen it in so many movies and things like that, the same thing when I went to New York, I just wanted to see, you know, uh, certain sites that are always in movies and stuff like that. So that's all I cared about. Um, I yeah. didn't see any yeah. any famous people or whatever, but, you know, I talked to somebody that was on the phone that I, I had admired for a long time, and we talked for like an hour or so, and it was just great to have that experience. So I lived in that moment talking yeah. to this person. Yeah. I also lived in a moment of actually being there because it's something you dream about all the time. And that's just, you know, where you got to be. But, of course, you got to take care of your business, too. And then you can't make people feel like, you know, they should just be a certain way because you have this persona of them. And, yeah. you know, they don't want to hurt your feelings or make you feel bad. And some of them don't even give a damn. They were like, mm-hmm. somebody was talking about how they met William Shatner and how, mm-hmm. you know, everybody loves Captain Kirk and everybody loves his personality on TV. But he was at the airport and they met him, and he was just in a bad mood. Because he's, he's, uh-huh. he's not going to be all friendly all the time. So uh-huh. and they uh-huh. met him, and they were just hounding him for an autograph and all that stuff. And he was kind of rude. So then a guy uh-huh. gets on the Internet and just blogs all over the place how mean and nasty he was and this, that, and the other. And I said, well, I wouldn't have done nothing like that. Because first of all, I would have accepted the fact that he's not in a good mood. I would have accepted uh-huh. the fact that he's just a guy. He's trying to come home, and he don't want me all up in his face. I'm like, oh, Mr. Sandra, can you get your autograph and follow him? Just like paparazzi. Uh-huh. I hate paparazzi. And it was like, I don't know why he would do that. It's like he just, you know, made himself look stupid for one thing, and then he just bad-mouthed the celebrity that a lot of other people had great experiences with. Uh-huh. So, you know, I just think, you know, you shouldn't – Look at them as if they're like some aliens or something or somebody you can't touch or whatever. They're just regular people, and you probably make out better in a decent relationship. If you was, if My girlfriend was in the elevator with uh, Morris Chestnut. First Absolutely. Thing I just her and him. That's it. Just those two in the elevator. She's, like, had a crush on him forever, but she's, like, six foot two, and he's kind of short to her, and she had on four-inch heels. The first thing out of her mouth was, "Man, you are shorter than you. <laughs> you are yeah. shorter in person than you are on TV." And and he laughed about it. He wasn't even nasty or nothing. He was so funny. But he said, "I'm gonna remember you because you're the only person I ever met that called me short." Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you calling him? And and he was in his sweatsuit or something and was looking all good and all that. I was like, I would never even say some stupid mess like that to him. Because I wouldn't say that to anybody else that wasn't even famous, you know. That's like a dig. So, you know, she screwed up her own experience. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) 
That was just dumb. So now we have about eight minutes left on our show, and uh, what I'd like to do is what I ask all of my guests um, to give us a couple of uh, bits of advice for folks who are trying to get into the business that you are in or approach people like yourself for um, you know to do business with. So what type of advice would you give them when they are thinking they're ready for working with you? Um, just, uh, just uh, in layman's terms, terms come correct. Um, there is nothing worse than when I, you know, I wake up every morning to a minimum of 200 non-spam emails. Um, and it's very annoying when, one, I don't even know how you got my email address, uh, my direct one, and, two, when in the subject line it says, yo, check out my new album, it's the shit. What? Um, and for that, they're going right to the stash. Um, so, you know, network, 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 of course. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, and, you know, I hope nobody takes offense to this. A lot of people say, oh, well, definitely, um, you know, God first. I'm a Buddhist. Um, so I definitely, you know, believe I'm very spiritual, but I don't necessarily, you know, say I'm, I'm going to only – put what I hope to accomplish in the hands of somebody who I praise. I make things happen myself. So definitely just work very hard, continue to network, but also keep that professionalism about you and realize, you know, when you're talking to your friends, you'd be like, yeah, check this shit out. It's funny. But when you're approaching people in a business sense, actually all we do all day every day is talk to people, come the right way. Present yourself in a manner in which we will take you serious and say, oh, well, let me actually check out what this kid has going on. Let me see his new video. Let me see his mixtape. Um, you know, so just network, network, network. Stay strong. Definitely stay positive. Don't let the industry jade you on any level, no matter what, you know, if you're trying to be behind the scenes, in front of the camera, no matter what. Um, you know, and stay respectful and stay true to you. Um, and keep your common sense. Don't lose that. Sometimes you talk to people and you're like, where did you come from? Because just what they say is just so far gone, and you're like, no, see, I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree, and I will admit that, but you just threw me for a loop. What? Um, you know, so definitely keep your common sense. You know, trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel right, nine times out of ten, it won't end up right. And that comes with hiring people working with people, the people that you associate with. You know, there have been times where I've been out and literally have ended up on blog sites partying, and, you know, I've received calls from colleagues of mine like, Ari, that's not a good look. Get it together. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, because you, all of a sudden you don't plan on people snapping photos of you, and then all of a sudden you're on some blog site and says, oh, celebrity publicist um, parties, and yet they somebody snapped a picture of me with a drink in my hand, or I went and took another picture, and one time she said to me, she's like, Ari, never pose with alcohol. And I was like, I actually didn't plan on taking the picture, but you also have to be very mindful of, of, of your environment and what's going on. Um, so, you know, just in general, just, you know, follow your dreams no matter what. Even if you end up in a career like I did, not, not planning on it. And, um, you know, just, just do it to the best of your ability and, and all my wordiness. Just stay true to you and do what you do. <laughs> Well, I want to commend you for being a trailblazing woman um, and part of our series uh, on trailblazing women because of what you do and all the um, information that you care to share with people to guide them and going in the same direction if it is for them. 
And I think that you are a marvelous publicist and a marvelous oh, businesswoman. Thank you. And a marvelous personality. And I wish the best for you and all that you do in the future. And hopefully you can even expand that to going into realms that you didn't even think about. So I'm the biggest supporter of you right this moment. So oh, thank you. <laughs> and I look up to you and the things that I do because when I meet people like you, it, it allows me to understand how things work and how strong you have to be, and it also helps me to have some guidelines to go through and, and what I do because I enjoy doing what I do, and I come across people similar to what you do. But um, I, I think just meeting people like yourself helps me understand it more and helps me want to keep on fighting and, and doing and follow my dreams. So thank you so much for that and giving me Oh, that no, thank you. You're going to make me cry, actually. Because <laughs> you just, you, cause, you, no, because you're, you're, cause, you know, I, all I can say is I just do what I do. I don't wake up every day and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I just take advantage of every amazing opportunity that comes my way. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, like, when I hear people speak about me or I'm being interviewed, I'm like, I really? Like, that's me? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I, I just literally, you know, you know, look like the nut running around in sweatpants and a, and a, and a, uh, a handmade bun. You know, like, I don't, you don't really, when you're in the midst of things, you kind of lose focus of, um, you know, how people perceive you. So I, I appreciate, you know, your, your kind words. They really, they mean a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, because a woman at your age, um, I, like the women I come across at the same age as you are are not nowhere near as professional and and you know thoughtful and guided as you are. So you are a trailblazer for those young women who are still trying to figure out you know what to wear tomorrow or if this guy likes them or not. You know they they just don't have a whole lot of serious things in their mind. But to see people like you as a role model, I think that will help them to guide their lives a little better, make better decisions. So. You know, whatever you do with young women to help teach them or whatever, I will be so supportive of that because I think you are someone who can help them and change in this generation around a little bit so that they do better things and make better decisions. So keep up what you're doing, and please do not ever stop. Oh, no, I definitely, you know what, what I'll do is um tomorrow I will, um no, you know what, Monday, I don't want to make any promises for tomorrow because I know I'll be slammed, but Monday I will definitely email you some information about the Career Roadmap for Girls, which is the um the career encyclopedia that my, my mother executive produced. Um, and, and we basically went around the country interviewing very, you know, successful women of all races, and they tell their story, how they say, listen, I grew up in the projects. I raised my eight brothers and sisters, but that didn't stop me from becoming the head executive at NBC or at this bank or whatever. And the girls can go pop in the DVD and whatever profession that they are trying to um, learn more information about, um, we have a woman on the DVD that does it. So it's a, it's a, it's a series, and I would actually I would love to send you a copy of it. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great because I, I'm actually in the process of creating a magazine called Us Girls, um, and it's guided to young young girls from between the ages of 13 through um, 19 or 21. Uh, mm -hmm. they, it's the older ones to look at it, and it'll just have inspirational people like yourself in it, and things that you do, and it'll also have some helpful information as far as advice or guidance or whatever the, the things they need to be guided in because a lot of them don't have the role models around them, whether it's family, friends, or teachers, or whatever, and they need to have something out there. And I don't want to see another magazine for young girls with somebody half-naked on the front. 
You yes. know, and I don't yes. want to see yes. any more bootylicious chicks in the videos. I want these girls to grow up knowing that they are more valuable than their um pardon upon their asses. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that doesn't make you any special because you got a big behind. It doesn't yes. make you any special. They're a dime a dozen. There's a lot of booties out there. So yes. there's so much more valuable content to a person than their physical presence. God put a spirit inside that shell, and it has a mm-hmm. whole lot of good things about it. And I want all these young women to understand it's from within that makes you the most powerful person. And if you don't realize that, then you're never going to get anywhere. So if my job is to help you open your eyes and see who you really are, then that's what Mm -hmm. I'll do. So I decided to create something that was going to be beneficial to their life, not just, you know, know, what Wayne's doing or what Chris Brown is doing. In fact, those will not even be on the magazine. I'm not even going to focus on anybody that's not being positive to these young ladies. So. Absolutely. You know, I would love to have some participation from anybody like yourself, you know, if you do like an article or something in there, or you just let people know about it, that would be so helpful to me. And anything that you are doing to help these young ladies and anything you're doing with your artists, please keep me as uh, a friend to you and in your Rolodex so that, you know, whenever you need something, I'll be there for you. I, I absolutely will, and um, we'll, we'll exchange information about our different uh, girls' projects um, ASAP. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I should be out in L.A. Um, probably next weekend. I'm trying to go to the Female Hip Hop Honors because one yes. of the people that was a guest on my show is performing. So I would love to come out there. Now, if I happen to get a chance to um, call you while I'm out there, you know, maybe we can meet in passing or whatever, and that would be great so we can do lunch or something. Absolutely. And you're in Philly? Where are you? I'm in New Jersey right now. Oh, you're in Jersey. Okay. Well, I'm actually, yeah. I'll be in. Well, I'll actually be in New York. Oh goodness, for a month. Just the thought of packing a month's worth of stuff is driving me crazy. But I'll be in New York. <laughs> I'll be in New York for about a month. So definitely, um, when I'm there, we'll we'll definitely have to link. Oh, that would be great because New York is only a couple of hours away, and I actually have to catch the train over there to see a friend who's doing a Broadway comedy play in New York. So. And that'll be great, and I can hang out, um, you know, see her, and then I can pop in and see you, whatever. And I have some friends out that way too, so that'll be great. We can, you know, just network and see what we can do together. So Absolutely. I look forward to that. And I don't want to like keep you much more of your time. You're having such a great time, I'm sure, in Vegas. I haven't been in a while, but I'll be coming out there again. But I know it's a fun place to be, whether it is yes. business or not. <laughs> well, actually, no, I, I'm I have a house in Vegas, so oh, do you? yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's probably a better thing to do if you want to make a frequent trip. So I had thought about mm-hmm. doing that myself, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hot. So. Yeah, I, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I, I'm, I'm very happy that this house has a garage because before the car was just parked outside and it was, it was very hot when you got in. And going outside in 120 degree weather, you become very miserable. So we try to stay as cool as possible. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, and then I'll I'll look you up, and, you know, anytime you're hanging somewhere, I'm hanging or whatever, we can just go hang out, period. Because I would love Absolutely. to talk more with you and just, like, you know, you know, just hang. Because you are such a positive figure. I know that, I, you know, I'm already liking you because you have similar traits that I have. So it, it, it would just be like a kinship. So I love that. Absolutely. But I want to thank you again for being a part of my show and in, um, just giving us some more insight on trailblazing women. And for all my audience members who were attending in the chat room, and those of you who are listening outside the chat room, because these days people are so shy, 
I want to thank you for popping in and keep you up to date on some future guests that we'll be having, like Freedom Williams, best known for the handsome, muscular man in CNC Music Factory. Uh, we also have Albie Shore coming to our show very soon, and I am actually in the talks of having Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the show for his upcoming movies to talk about that and um, something he's doing with Vin Diesel. This is it's somewhat of a secret, but folks, I'm going to let you know, and I'm going to drag it out of him. So I want you all to make sure you come back to my show and thank our guest, Ariel Good, again. And if you're looking for a publicist, look her up, but she told you how to come to her. Come correct. Come correct, please, definitely. And I visit us, you know, on – I'm always – people sometimes become very shy. Talk to me on Twitter. Um, it's uh, Lyra, L-E-I-R-A. The best way to remember it is Ariel backwards. Lyra, P-R underscore CEO. You know, pop in, ask me anything, let's chat, I don't mind. So um, definitely, but again, it was a tr- an immense pleasure um, to be on your show, and I, I thank you guys for having me. And I appreciate that. So good day, everybody. Please enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I know I will. I have to go fry some chicken. So Nice. Oh, my goodness. Home-cooked food. Home-cooked food is like a dream to me. Like, I'm forever eating out. I'm like, oh, my God, if you're lucky I'm not in Jersey because I'd be there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, I have a special recipe I make from when I used to work at Roy Rogers, so I kind of stole their recipe. And, oh, um, yummy. It's pretty good. So, you know, I'll bring you some when I meet you again. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, good night to you. And I'm going to um, take the show out playing a song from uh, one of Ariel's um, clients, Torch, who was here, and he is so cool. I had tried to get him for such a long time, but finally got the pleasure of um, – having him on the show. So everybody wants to listen to Bang Your City featuring Torch and Buster Rhymes, who I hope to have on the show very soon. So good night, everybody. Enjoy your Good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Keep my hand in the air with a fist of my money in it, in it. Getting my point across. Damn, I'm so able. Back up in the building and all my homies just winning. Yeah. You come to get it. Oh. Women and fouls by the table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See how they hate this villain. Yeah. Rap your hood and make a statement with us. Yeah. Bang your city. Go. Bang your city. Go. Bang your city. Go. Bang your city. Let's get this cake quick, killer. Oh. Bang your city, 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 bang your city
cover of the King magazine. Thunder clapping, she know how to move with it. She let me hit her throw that off with the do with it. Money ain't nothing, keep the wood burnt up. Special in the air, bust to keep the party turned up. My hand in the air with a fist of my money in it. In it. Getting my point across. Damn, I'm so able. Back up in the building and know my homie just winning. You come to get it. Women the bottom by the table. Oh, yeah. Check this out. How about you get one of these right here? Your own custom audio commercial. Yes, yes, that's what this is. A commercial. High quality. Professional. <laughs> this is what we do. Fully produced. Yeah, zing, zappers, bombs, whatever. 60 second commercial for only 60 bucks. Unheard of. <laughs> that's right. 60 seconds for only 60 bucks. To make it better, I'll give you an option. Yeah. You can take the 60 seconds or you can get two 30 second spots for 60 bucks. Hey, get the bang for your buck. What you might need audio for? <clears throat> Let me tell you. Mixtape promo, website intro, flash movie intro, television commercials, your record release party, radio ads, or if you're just feeling braggadocious on MySpace, I got you. Oh, you want some examples, huh? Club spot, Monizzi Production presents Noche Galeante, Saturday, March 14th, two levels of fun, with live performances by Portland's own mixtape promo. It's a mixtape that the South has been waiting for. From the long away, highly anticipated. Trap ambassador himself, DJ Tara. And also trailers. Yeah, movie trailers. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> Bring on the movie, dude. In a church that was totally in a mess. Well, you get the point. Right now, get high quality, professional, fully produced. 60 or two 30 second commercial for only 60. 60. 60 bucks. I'm not going to tell you when, but this definitely is not going to last forever. So email us right now at voiceovers at duetcustomdesign.com. That's voiceovers at duetcustomdesign.com. Or call 352-258-8426. That's 352-258-8426. Cannabis grow, them hammers are blowing Bandanas ain't something that we match with our clothes, we bang It's unfortunate, we scorch the terrain For injustices, we suffer still reluctant to change Do a buck in the rain, the hydro was anything but plain The influence was such vacuous same I'll engage in real conversation if allowed to I live in a city where negativity surrounds you Easier said, but control your mind A lot of times our very struggle is our own design We get swole with pride, neighborhoods collide What would happen if Pac and another dude had died? Never mind, I'm just 
just tripping, man, my shoes untied Either you positive or negative, so choose a side Even I keep a pistol, cause these fools have tried To put a young focus brother on the news that five will see I can't let it Smell the roses, we be moving too fast to even notice The small things, shucking and jiving, a nine to five and Or out there on the corner, just eyeing a slice of pie and The everyday grinding is blinding us to the science See, all we know is math, but we don't know the half So tell me when the last time you sat with yourself And tried to understand the reason for your place on the shelf While you're next to the peas instead of next to the cheese While we lose our self-respect to gain respect from the streets When the last time you slowed that lack down to a nice beat Heard a nice song, or felt a nice breeze Felt love was the only thing you might need You ever had a real friend that you can call at Me and you the business It's your homie that's worth more than any lifestyle You can give to me now, count that Recognizing that it's a problem. Gone 
I got a gift, I deliver it a little different I gotta do it, cause I swear I'm about to ruin this So let me back it up and get a little better view of this Stay tuned, cause I'm flowing with it But I used to be a hypocrite and use it like a chump And I would preach about it, how it was number one Hour after hour, I'm wondering how I sunk The one that got away got me stuck So now that I got it back, I'm polishing the chucks And I'ma give it up, get the time ship it up to Colorado Give a fuck, it's on the ground, let it follow us And I don't got a five no more Show me how. 
I got a story to tell 